the legend of Cayman Jack is just around the corner. Mixed with blue agave nectar, real lime juice, and cane sugar for the perfect balance of sweet, salty, and sour every time. Discover legendary taste with Cayman Jack, America's number one margarita. Premium flavored malt beverage. Please drink responsibly. All registered trademarks used under license by American Vintage Beverage Company, Chicago, Illinois. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Welcome to Killing Time, hosted by two girls, one goth. How are we feeling today, guys? I feel good. We're feeling we're feeling sprightly. I think a little sprightly. Honestly, this is the peppiest I've seen Billy in a while. I know. What's going on with you? Well, you know what? Just coming. I'm like I'm almost out of COVID. Yeah. (laughs) Got like two more, like a day more, or two more days. So I'm seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. And I'm appreciative of it, so um, I'm ready to uh, rage. Yeah, doesn't it make you just want to, just because you couldn't, doesn't it just make you want to, like, go do all the things? Yes. No, I'm going to go on a cruise. I'm going to (laughs) go, I'm going to do all the things that I couldn't do before. So I'm really excited about it. Are you actually going on a cruise? uh, Hell, fuck no. no, Okay, I didn't think so. I was like, that's not a very Billy Jensen thing to do. No, 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 no. Even the Disney cruise, I'm just like, "Mm, no, I'm good. Cruises are my nightmare. A little insular they're, for me. Yeah, it's <laughs> my nightmare. It's like you're outside, but you're inside. Yeah. And, and like you can't leave and you're no stuck here in this buffet. Yeah. No new people to encounter, just the same people who got on the boat with you. And yeah. honestly, not the people that I really would want to be canoodling with to begin with. Mm. No, because cruise people are not my type of people. Because You know what, though? What if there was a cruise that was a canoodling cruise for Jack? That it was all the people that you did want to canoodle with. You know, there is this emo cruise that they're doing at the end of the year. Oh, my God, seriously? Yeah. I mean, uh, it, they. so it's, you know, Arielle Vandenberg? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So it's her boyfriend or her fiance, Matt Cutshall. He was like in an emo band, but he put together this whole emo cruise and Under Oath's playing and all these other bands are playing. I'm like, this is a cruise that I could get into. That doesn't into. sound so bad. Mm-hmm. No, but, um, you know, still, st- I'm a little put off by cruises still. Yeah. Just because if something bad happens, you can't be like, I'm good. You have to stay there. Yeah. You can't and like go home. If you go missing on a cruise, nobody gives a fuck. No, there's no, no jurisdiction that there's is no in ju- charge yeah, of you. All, all the jurisdictions in Antigua. Yeah, yeah you go good. off You go off a boat or you, you fall off the boat on the cruise and you're done. Interpol Nobody's looking and they're you. busy. They're busy <laughs> with, with the wars. Yeah. With real shit going on. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Well, um, oh, 
I was like, do we have housekeeping? Of course we have housekeeping. We Um, we need to talk about our Patreon this week. Alexis, do you want to let the world know what we have for them in store? Yeah, what we have coming up is a really incredible Judge Me episode. And if you aren't on our Patreon yet, Judge Me is a new concept we came up with where basically we are intercutting, watching something like an interrogation video or or um, a serial killer on a game show and like having commentary and telling the story sort of through that lens and that angle. Yeah. And next week, we have a really good one. It's a Dahlia DiPolito case. And it's mm. this week, not next week. It's out right now. That's Ooh, right. It's out right now. And this one is, these are my favorite to do, everybody. And the Dahlia DiPolito case, I remember we did this on Crime Watch Daily. The... It is so insane, just the, the way that that everything plays out. I don't want to give it away if you if you don't know it yet, but it's just the the acting slash bad acting. It's a murder for hire thing. It's just so good, and I think our, our commentary is really good. You got to listen to it. it's really freaking good. It's a good episode. I, I know. I think these judge me episodes are one of my favorite things that we do. It's me so too. fun. Like I think that we are so good at commentary. Like I think that's where we really shine. And those episodes are so fun because we're never going to bring in one that's really fucked up or sad. Like we're always kind of bringing in these concepts that we can kind of make fun of because these people are fucking insane and she is just the biggest wackadoodle in the entire world so it was really fun to make fun of her to be honest that's right it's like a therapy (laughs) session and you know you got to talk shit on somebody it's like watching the bachelor exactly true crime i know we really got to like get it it. yes and she actually used her for being on a reality show is one of the excuses for what she was doing too so i know it is very it is in 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 very meta uh the one thing i do also want to do point out is that um, we've gotten some, as, as always happens, whenever we mention anything that is even slightly political, we got some bad reviews. So oh, we God. need the good reviews to come up and, uh, and bubble up. So the people that haven't given a good review yet, please go and give a good review because I'm the only one that reads them. I'm the one that gets down on them. The ladies don't. So, um, cause it's not good for your mental health. It's not I good for my mental health. My therapist says it as well, but you know, it's just, it's one of those things where it's just like, you know what? I can't not do it. It's, oh I God. can't not look away. It's the narcissism, but, you know, um, like, the like audacity, yeah. the audacity compels you to do it. Yes. Yeah. So, um, uh, if you could rate, review, subscribe. Yeah, give us and, tell your, and tell your friends too. Positively would be nice. Positively would be good too. That would be really good. And also, I know we talked about it last week, but on our Patreon as well, we uploaded the your guys's panel for CrimeCon. So we did. If if you want to go watch it, that is the place to watch it. And I mm-hmm. still haven't watched it. I need to watch it tonight. I'm so excited! Yes. Yay! All right. Well, what day is it today, Billy? All right. Well, today is May nineteenth, and the dark day is this is the day that Anne Boleyn was beheaded. <sighs> Now, uh, do you know the story of Henry VIII? Because it's going to be a very Henry VIII-centric uh, show. Yes. I only know through the concept of the other Bolin girl with Natalie Portman and Scarlett Johansson. Mm-hmm. Which okay. is a movie I watched, which I loved. When I was like, how could you do that to your sister? Uh, it, I loved it. Is that a true story? It's based on. Based it's on like, it's historical. Yeah. It's historical fiction, kind of. Got it. Got it. All right. So Henry VIII, uh, he accused his second wife, Anne Boleyn, who had been crowned queen in 1533, accused her of adultery and incest and conspiracy against him and all this stuff. 
She was found guilty, and then uh, in 1536, on this day, May 19th, she was taken to the Tower Green in London. She was beheaded not by an axe-wielding executioner, which is what the normal uh, thing was. She was beheaded by a French swordsman. Now, this isn't the only time that uh, that Henry VIII tried to get rid of one of his wives. Alexis People think- looks t- terrified. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I wanted to interrupt. Uh, I wanted to b- chime in. Henry yeah. VIII really wanted to have sons. Yes. yes. In part, a big point of contention between Anne Boleyn and himself was that she kept having daughters. And he actually had a child out of wedlock with her sister, who was a We're son. Gonna- we're going to talk about this later. Oh, okay. Yes. But that's basically, this is why he had so many problems with all of these women. It's like right. all he wanted was a son and he would go to any means to make that happen, basically. Well, like the irony was... is that men determine the sex of the child, obviously. <laughs> and, and, yes. <sighs> Maybe and there's so, something wrong with you, motherfucker. That's right. Yeah. And so much so that this wasn't just a guy that was going off and killing his wives and, and things like that just to, in order to get a son, he completely changed not only the history of Britain, the history of Europe, but the history of the world, because when he tried to get out of his first marriage, the Pope wouldn't let him because they were all Catholic. So he said, we're breaking ties with the Catholic Church, and he started his own a church, the Church of England. So England became Protestant. And where you could get divorced in order for him to be able to get divorced. So, and that's the whole reason, you know, the lengths that this guy would fucking go, right? It's always over a a romantic relationship though. It's always so they can fuck multiple women. Yes. 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 Oh, oh, you know, all the troubles that you see in, in Ireland, the Protestant versus Catholics and all of that stuff, it stems from this guy wanting to get divorced so he can marry somebody else. Because but why did he stop he, beheading people? That was working. Like, I'm just coming from a uh, the, the megalomaniac king. Like, why did he need to get divorced if he could just be like, which and behead well, them? I mean, well, first, well, he, it was beheaded the, first he tried. Yeah. First, he tried to get divorced. Then this was the second wife then that he that he beheaded. And then he Maybe. just kept going on and on and on. Yeah, yeah. So I thought he like, killed a lot of wives. We're gonna he, get into I, that. Yeah, we're gonna get into mm. it. But uh, oh, wow, I just lost my train of thought. Um, was well, never mind. You lost your head, Jack. It <laughs> happens. <laughs> I really did. I had a really important question, and now I don't remember it. <laughs> It'll so, come back to you. Yeah. Um, it's such an interesting story. So we're going to go through, there was the whole, there's a huge conspiracy about convicting her and getting her beheaded basically to get rid of her, um, that we're going to get into as well as go through his, um, all of his wives. Cause there were many of them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I'm fascinated. And this is actually, as we merge into true crime in real time, the uh, this is not exactly real time unless you consider real time 900 to 1200 AD. But <laughs> mm. speaking of beheadings and skulls, time is an illusion, you know. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, but the, uh, there's a modern day aspect to what you're talking about, which is, is that there's uh, well, he's going there, he's yeah, gonna tell that. everybody. Okay, so he just began a story. <laughs> I'm getting so, excited. Mexican, I'm getting excited. Mexican police. Uh, about a decade ago, they found a pile of 150 skulls in a cave near near the Guatemalan border. It took them a decade to figure out what was going on. And finally, they said that uh, last week, they said that they had probably been ritually decapitated. And the skulls were put on display in a trophy rack known as a zompantli. Wow. Now, the Spanish conquistadors, when they... Uh, went in, into Mexico in the 1500s, they remember seeing these racks and it was, you know, it, it would it would freak them out and that kind of thing. So 
a lot of times the um, the skulls were hung were, were strung up on wooden poles, and or they were they would rest atop the poles uh, and, rather than being strung on them. So this is one of the things that um, that they were doing now that there was a lot more females than males, which was interesting. Mm, people people, interesting. Uh, people thought. Well, the interesting and, part is though that like they thought they were contemporary murder victims. Initially, yes, because it was because it was in a area where there's a lot of, uh, uh, you know, gang activity and drug activity and things. But they went back and looked at it and said, no, these are pretty old. No, they they were wrong for a minute and they were off by about a thousand years. <laughs> so like that, that's sort of the punchline with the story where it's like classic. Like, look at all these up. murder victims from gangs. And it was like, no, no, these are from a thousand years old yeah. experts. I know. Like, don't you isn't I would assume if you're an expert at looking at bones that you'd have to be able to figure that out kind Maybe of they were so well preserved Pretty if they quick. were like in a like on a rack and like they, they weren't did. In, under dirt you know i saw one of the pictures of the skulls and it did look quite current mm-hmm. so i could see where the mix-up, skull i could and, see and, where and the another, mix-up could possibly happen and another thing is that none of them had teeth mm. so the teeth could have been used for whatever reason you know Witchcraft? a lot of times they used for jewelry or something along those lines yeah, yeah well they were saying the women there was m- mostly women because they were sacrificed which mm-hmm. i thought not comforting yeah i was like cool <laughs> we give birth perfect. and have to be sacrificed like what what where's the perk here yeah i don't see the point no Okay, so yes, we are going to get into the uh, the more beheadings of more beheadings. This is a very beheading episode here, so we're going to be getting into that in True Crime Rewind. Yes, but uh, we've got some bitching to do. Please rise. Court is now in session. All rise. Call the first witness. How do you plead guilty or not guilty? Okay, welcome to On The Stand. Every week we are bringing something to the stand that we're either loving or hating. We have a conversation about our opinions and then we decide if it's guilty or not guilty. Bring it to you on Instagram. You get a vote. Also, everybody is throwing their On The Stands in our Facebook group. I love it because I actually stole one of my On The Stands from our Facebook group for this week. Well, that's perfect. You should go first then. I will. You know, it's kind of nice when you're kind of struggling. You're like, "Mm, what should I do? You just search On The Stand on Facebook and there's... Millions of ideas for you. Plethoras. So this one came from the Facebook group. I forget who posted it. So uh, forgive me. But it is the concept. I mean, I love drinking water. I'm sure you guys drink a lot of water. I love staying hydrated. Mm -hmm. It's one of my favorite things that I do. Um, But this debate came up if you drink water cold or room temperature and what that means. And there were... 200 comments on this post of people debating what they're doing and what is better for you. How do you guys drink your water? When possible, I drink ice water, but I've been told that's not great for you. Um, But I drink a ton of room temp too. I drink all water, but ice is my favorite. What about you, Jilly? Jilly. Jilly's all the way with ice, yeah. (laughs) Jilly's all the way with ice. So I looked it up and there, I think that the cold water thing is a myth. Good. But there are better times to drink cold water or warm water. Obviously, when you're working out, you're drinking like cold water. It helps with, you know, the whole metabolism and stuff like that. And then warm water, it's really good for helping constipation and bowel movements, which is what I need help with. And just for good congestion relief and sleep cycle improvement. So warm water seems to have better um, benefits, but I'm a cold water gal. I have my hydro flask. I drink like 60 ounces of water a day. And I love it cold. It's like a nice little treat. 
Honestly, mm-hmm. it, there's nothing more refreshing when you're thirsty than like a freezing brain freeze level cold water or if you're hungover it's like all i want is like an ice water like bring Mm. me back to life so i'll say that is cold water not guilty not Not guilty guilty. iced nice iced water oh my gosh Mm. Mm, craving Mm -hmm. right now lex what are you putting on the stand okay well i'm glad we sort of have the theme going because mine has to do with liquids as well Mm. And this stems from a couple experiences I've had recently. I was with you for one of them, Jack. But I'm going to start with an anecdote. Um, On Saturday, I went to a bat mitzvah. Oh. And um, Jeff, who was the show owner for Unraveled, who I've been working with for a long time, his daughter, Katie, had a bat mitzvah. It was delightful. And I was with Jeff at the bar. And he put this whole thing on. It was a big party. And uh, he paid for the bartender and he's like, bartender, give us some shots. And he's like, no, sir, I can't. And it was like, it was like, gave us all pause. And we're like, yes, you can. And you will. And he didn't. (laughs) And it was like, fine, we'll just take it neat then, which is the same thing as a shot, just not chill. Literally a shot. (laughs) Okay. So there's the first example. The second example is, uh, where were we? The Brig in Venice. And we were with our friend Afton Mm -hmm. and she ordered a Long Island iced tea. And the bartender said, no, we don't do that here. So like what I'm putting on the stand is just bartenders saying no. Trying to police your drinking Drinking. habits. (laughs) Like with whatever weird, oh, are you saying no to a shot because you think I'm a drunk? Was it like policy because he was like a hired bartender for a thing that they're just like not it allowed like to give shots? It looked like he owned shots. the company. I don't know. I, he was not allowed, but they paid for an open bar. So Jeff, the next day we were texting about it. He's like, I was so mad this morning when I woke up thinking about that. Like I hired these people and they would, he was the, Jeff's the boss at the party. But then Afton, when, when we asked for the Long Island East tea at the brig, it was just because he's pretentious. Yeah, I'm like, he's like, but it's like, also, you're kind of a dive bar. So like, how pretentious are yeah. you? It's like, no, I, we don't do those here. I'm like, oh, you're above a Long Island iced yeah. tea. Mind <laughs> you, we got it for novelty. Like, let me give some context. We got it because we were talking about how kind of gross they are and how many yeah. liquors are in them. So yeah. we all just wanted to like drink one because it's been a long time to like taste it. Yeah, it wasn't like, like old- that's right. And I was like, I don't like being told no when I'm paying good money. Yeah. And I'm not drunk. Like I get it if I'm drunk and you need to stop serving me. But I think these were like new drinks in the beginning of the night each time. Yeah. And they're like, just because we're too good for this. I get it. If it's like, well, that's what, cause like when Coachella doesn't serve shots either, but they can put one ice cube in it and then that's how they get around it. I guess it's probably some sort of Mm. I don't know something they're like trying to get around, but it's like people Ex- are gonna find a way. Explain the Long Island AC to me, then. That's just I don't mean. know. That's just cruel. And they, they it, was a, it was a full liquor bar, so they could technically. Oh yeah, make it. they were making all these other complicated things. Yeah, it was just because yeah. he's like, no, that sounds. It uh, sounds like you don't belong in this bar if that's what yeah. you want. Well, yeah, exactly. And, and by <laughs> the way, the Brig is like a dive bar that was meant to be a dive bar. It was like created to be. It, it's not like it's a dye bar that is 60 years old. Yeah. You know, it's just like they they made an old sign for it and everything like that to make it look like an old dive bar. And it yeah, is a they, good bar, but it's just like, you no, know. No, I love the Brig. Oh, my gosh. Your, I, I, have a, I have another one more story like this. I was at a place downtown and I ordered, it was like at a craft beer place and I can't remember what it's called, but I ordered, Jack, you've been drinking orange wine. Yes. And I ordered 
on the thing. It was like craft beer. It's a brewery downtown. Yeah. And I'm mad at myself for not being able to remember it. But they had orange wine. I was like, I'll have an orange wine. And I had a mask on. And the guy's like, we don't serve Miller Lite here. You got to go somewhere else. And I was like, I said orange wine. Because he's all pretentious about his craft beers. Oh. I was like, I didn't say Miller Lite. I said orange wine. He's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Threw his mask in his hipster beard. Was like, oh, I thought you said Miller Lite. I'm like, because that would have like, been a travesty. Just to kick you out of here. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what is this judgment? Even if that's what I wanted. Oh Isn't my that god, funny? dude! People gotta <laughs> just get over themselves. Some people want to Miller Lite. Some people you know? want to drink like fucking rubbing alcohol, and you gotta let them. You can't yeah. change people. Oh my god, guilty, guilty, guilty. Yeah, Billy, what are you putting on the stand? Okay, I'm gonna stick with the whole liquid theme. <laughs> When you're the at a, episode, the liquid right. episode, nice and yes. moist for everyone. Nice and moist. <laughs> wow, that's ah, going on the stand soon. Alexis, oh, Alexis no. used the term moist. Yeah. Sorry. There you go. All right. So moisture causes mildew, which is gross. Okay. <sighs> wow. All right. So when you order it, when you sit down, and it's not only at nice restaurants now. It's at even like medium restaurants when you. You sit down and then they ask you, do you want uh, bottled water no, or tap water? still sparkling. Oh, yeah. still or sparkling. But sometimes still, they say- Still sparkling or tap. Or tap. Or tap. And they say tap with like a disdain like, still in spark- their voice. Still sparkling or tap. Or t- My yeah. friend who worked at a restaurant, she used to say sink to make people not- Choose it. Still sink sparkling water. or sink water? Or sink oh my water. God. And I'm like, you are a genius. Because yeah. I, I, even my ego, I'd be like, bottled, whatever the yeah, fuck. Yeah. Just don't Wait, give me the sink. That's, that is such a good experiment that, that you should see how that changes people's minds just it's by the really term. Funny. That's yeah. so no, good. It's, it's, yeah. it's like still sparkling or dish water. Yeah, <laughs> Would you like the dish water? Yeah. So Fluoride. And it's like, and you, you're infused. sort of, you're getting, you know, and, and particularly, and I will say this, Los Angeles actually has really good tap water. Los I drink Angeles tap water, tap water is, is fantastic. Don't have any other means of water. I just drink out of the sink. Yeah, me yes. too. And then uh, not even with a glass either. She just puts her, her head underneath the sink and then drinks out of it. It's all right. Sometimes so, I'm in a hurry. You got to do what you got to do. <laughs> but um, you you do, it. there is that sense of shame when you're just like, tap. Yes, I'll have a nice cold glass of sink, please. Yeah, I'll <laughs> At a five-star Michelin-rated restaurant. Yeah, and I understand that they're trying. Everybody is always trying to upsell. Um, you know, water is one of the cheapest things there, and but you know, you can you know charge five dollars for a bottle of it as a you know. It's that like it costs more like 30 nine or ten, yeah. and if it's like a this size. Yeah. And going back to how much water I drink, I would have to have two of those to myself, and then that's an extra fifteen dollars for my meal for just mm-hmm. water. Mm-hmm. Okay, miss. Just- so you want dishwater then? Okay. I would like the sink water, please. I would like the sink water. Yeah. Sink. So that's Te- what I'm tepid, putting on. Tepid temperature, please. It's it's yeah. the it's the shame the shame of the, that that look of shame judgment. When, yeah, the, the judgment, the look of judgment. Oh, really? That's what you're going to have? So, I mean, I'm sure there's actually certain places where it is warranted that you probably shouldn't. You know, I mean, there's a lot of places that have soft water, which is gross and yeah. everything. But particularly in Los Angeles, where everything costs a lot of money. The one thing that we have going for us in LA is that our water actually tastes good out of the tap. So, and also, if it's unsafe to drink the tap water, you should, should not be serving at the restaurant as an option. That is that there's is true. There's a lot as of well. stupid people also, around. You know, servers shouldn't judge people for getting the sink water because, like, I'm just saving my money for alcohol and for your yeah. tip. You'll that's be right. making that's more from me, sir. Or that's right. That's right. Yeah. So, I'm going to say uh, giving us that option 
and that look of that look of disdain. disdain. I'm going to say guilty. Guilty. <laughs> guilty. Bring us the sink water with a smile yes. if we'd like it, please. That's right. More sink water. All right. Well, when we come back, it is time for some True Crime Rewind. When I was growing up, I took French in high school, but I could never get the language to stick. I wanted to be fluent so bad, but it never happened. I just couldn't focus and I couldn't practice enough and it didn't work. But thankfully, there's Rosetta Stone, which is the most trusted language learning program. And it's available on desktop or it can be used as an app on your phone or tablet. Rosetta Stone is different. It immerses you in so many ways. And with its intuitive process, you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, and then sentences. And before you know it, boom, conversations. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the first-degree listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com first. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com first today. Okay, so it comes as no surprise that I have absolutely no idea how to cook. I don't want to learn how to cook. It's not really my thing. But when I tried Factor meals, it was a freaking game changer. So Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. Yeah, two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. So the first time I tried Factor meals, I was actually blown away because I'm like, that's it. That That's all it is. Two minutes and the meals are so delicious. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. And you can treat yourself to restaurant quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, ooh, fancy, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Like I said, they're so easy to prepare. I love them. So head to factormeals.com slash degree50 and use code degree50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code degree50 at factorymeals.com slash degree50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. It's almost summer and the best and most sustainable way to shop for a new season is on therealreal.com. The Real Real is the largest and most trusted source for authenticated luxury resale. It's the only place you'll find brands like Hermes, Cartier, Prada, Dior, Staud, Zimmerman, Jacquemus, and more for up to 90% off retail. 10,000 plus new arrivals land every single day from hundreds of brands you love, all authenticated by a team of in-house experts. Whether it's that perfect wedding guest look, a new summer sandal, an updated beach tote, resort wear for your summer vacation, you're bound to find exactly what you're looking for, plus deals you won't get anywhere else on therealreal.com. Visit therealreal.com and use code FIRST at checkout for 20% off. Terms apply. True crime. Yeah, it's rewind time. Welcome back, everyone, to another edition of True Crime Rewind. We are going to be chopping off heads. We're going to be talking about Henry VIII's six wives, and the conspiracy against Anne Boleyn. Now, we talked about this at the top of the show. Yes. Now, um, he had, so so here's Henry VIII. He takes the throne. He's 17 years old. Six weeks later, he marries Catherine of Aragon. 
And this is the Wait, how daughter. old was he? Sorry. He was 17. Too young for such He's a responsibility. A it's not, he hasn't even you, gone through puberty yet. Yeah, but you lived, you have gone through puberty by 17. Uh-oh. But, um, yes. But, uh... <laughs> We're going to be doing like, human anatomy I've been next there. year. I've been there. Um, <laughs> Some guys don't go. They're still having growth spurts. You don't even know what sure, you look like yes. at, that, at that age. Yeah. Okay. But you also, you live until like 32 back then. That's so. true. Yeah. He's, mid, he's having a midlife crisis. This is a midlife <laughs> crisis right there. And he's My like, God. I've got to marry. I've got to marry. The daughter of uh, King Ferdinand and Queen Isabella, who are also very famous in Spain, too. So these are like really famous people in, yeah. you know, so... He is, from that moment on, from 17, he's like, I need a son. I need a son. I need a son. The, uh, she, the, she has, they have multiple pregnancies, several births, but the only child to survive is Mary, who is born in February of 1516. Now, Catherine stays by Henry's side for 23 years. And even though... Which is crazy. 23, 23 years. years. Yeah, yeah. Living you know, longer than they expected, living huh? Living longer than they expected. No, yeah. 23 years. You thought you would die halfway through that. Yeah. yeah. So, and apparently he loved her. He's the only woman that he ever loved, but he really, really wanted a son. And he was so obsessed with the son because he wanted to continue the Tudor line. He has an affair with a woman named Bessie Blount, or Blunt, mm-hmm. and um, which is one of Catherine's ladies-in-waiting. Mm-hmm. Like a hand, you guys like wish a you had ladies-in-waiting? No, and that's no. not a thing. Anymore? Sounds a little okay. crowding. Like you've seen all those those like uh, historic fic pieces where the ladies are like helping them put corsets on, and they're around, and they're like hello, and one's playing a harp, and it's like yeah. I just be like, go away, all dude. I just want to be a, when I am not in the mood to socialize. I want to be fucking alone. Right. No ladies in waiting for me. No, thank you. No. All right. So. um but that's and, like very scandalous. So she was like taking care of her, and then like at night she was sneaking off and fucking her husband. Something like that. Yeah. Well, you have to think about the pressure they're under. Like you don't say no to Henry because you could be right. fucking killed or cast out anyway. Yeah. So like she's an um, you're in an impossible situation. If you're propositioned and you say no, you're fucked. Right. So like lose lose for her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then he pursues Anne Boleyn, and. Um, she uh, uh, bears him a female child who grows up to be Queen Elizabeth I. And these are all like, you know, when we're, when we're thinking of like the royal families in England, it's all around these, you know, Queen Elizabeth, they named the big ship after her, everything. It's just like this. So, yeah. Anne suffered miscarriages and she actually, they had a male child, but it was born stillborn in January of 1536. So what does Henry do? He's just like, all right. I need to, I need, I need a, I need a boy. I need a boy. He starts relationships with two of his, of her maids of honor, Madge Shelton and Jane Seymour. So another sort of, I guess these are also ladies in waiting too. They were the maids of honor. So it's just like the other ones that are, that are sort of um, um, helping out with the corsets and things like that. Right. So (laughs) they also have very modern names. Jane Jane Seymour. Seymour. Well, that's not yes, that's not Doctor Quinn, medicine woman, who was also named Jane Seymour. <laughs> different, different Jane Seymour, by the way. So, <laughs> so they um, um, Anne Boleyn was accused of of you know sexual affairs with male members of the court and everything like that. Sends her to the Tower of London. She gets her head chopped off, and then um, he's like, "All right, who am I going to marry now?" He goes with Jane Seymour. Jane Seymour actually. But wait, 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 wait. Right, the wait, conspiracy right, theory, though, 
Okay. The conspiracy theory is he just basically makes all of this shit up. And oh, yeah. the people that were on the court that ended up finding her guilty was her own uncle and former fiance. So he, it's basically this like incestuous thing that he was like, all right, let me get all these people to like say what I want to say about her, find her guilty when he is the one that's off having adulterous behaviors. Like, so mm-hmm. classic gaslighting and projecting Henry. And, and I remember yes. it in the other Bolin girl, like when she was being found guilty and it's like her dad, her, Exactly, her uncle and like all these people. She's like, really, fucking guys, and then yeah. they all just watch her so get probably executed. getting bribed and shit. Yeah, because they hate women, and she was too much for them. Yep. Yeah. So just days after the execution, Henry marries Jane Seymour. Now Jane Seymour had been the lady in waiting for both Catherine of Aragon and Anne Boleyn, so she had been hanging out th- this entire time. They actually have a baby together, and it is a boy, but then she dies. In childbirth, after she dies right after giving child uh, childbirth, several several weeks later, so he finally does get a um, a a boy, but Jane Seymour dies. Bummer. On to the next for him. Yeah. So now he stays a bachelor for two years. Good for him. And um, (laughs) this one is is wild. So his chief minister is like, "All right, you know what? We need a European alliance." We need you to marry one of the sisters of the Duke of Cleves, which is in Germany. So he says, well, let me see a picture. Let me see what they look like. Now, remember, there's only portraits available. There's only (laughs) portraits. They probably to take a painting from Germany to show him. Yes, that's exactly what they did, And then by the the time it gets there, it's probably two years off because it takes (laughs) it like a year to make a painting and then a year to travel from Germany to where they are. And you know, these paintings are probably putting them in a very nice light. So they're probably all face tuned anyways. So it's like, it doesn't fucking look like that. Paintings are abstract. It's like, you see her as beautiful and you paint it. As such, yes. yes. So, so he looks at the pictures that of Anne, rich, so of Anne funny. and Amelia, and he's like, you know Dude, what? It's like, he's it's looking like medieval at the... catfishing. Yes. yes, so good. He's he's looking at these two pictures, and he's like, huh? <laughs> you know what? I think Anne is the hotter one. <laughs> Anne shows up, and he's like, you don't look anything like the painting. Oh, and he says, wedding is off, <laughs> but they're like, no, 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 no. The wedding is is happening. It's gone too far. The wedding is going to happen. So they get married, and she has been called this, which is so disgusting. She has been called the so called ugly wife. Is she? We don't That's, know. I, we don't know. I mean, honestly, the truth is gone because the artist. It's all th- we don't have no photos. That's fascinating. Wait, what was this one's name, Billy? Uh, this was th- this was Anne and Amelia from of Germany. Anne okay. of Cleves, yes. Anne of Cleves. Yes. <laughs> I'm just going to look her up really quick. That's but, so mean. So um, six, they, they divorced six months later, but she got some money from him. She got a generous settlement from him. Good. Fuck that. Yeah, and he didn't she see that lived... coming with, with, with the Protestant stuff, right? Yeah. He didn't uh-huh. see yeah. the, the, sub, the alimony pony yes. coming into town. <laughs> All right. So then after this, are you looking up a picture of her? Yeah, I mean, she looks so decent. I feel like they all kind of looked the same. Every painting looks the same from that time. So it's like, I know they all have the same like features. Single her out. That's so rude. I know. All right. So uh, wife number five was Catherine Howard. 
She was the lady in waiting of Anne of Cleves. So it's all like the. It's like he wow. couldn't go out and find another. Well, it's it probably was all, the only it, people he's exposed to. Yeah, because he's yeah. like a king. And he's just eating turkey legs all day. And there's a woman who well, serves him the turkey legs. And there's ladies in waiting. And, and he's that's like, well, it's funny you say that because by this time, he had be gotten gotten really overweight and he couldn't even walk at this time. Shut up. So he's just like Jabba the Hutt in his feathered king hat. Yes. Just Ew. like being served ladies in waiting. Mm-hmm. What a what a life. Could you imagine if that was your that was your one life? No, and he thinks guy? he thinks he's so virile that obviously he can produce <laughs> yeah. a son. But like, come on, Jabba. So then, so then he's like, he starts hearing that um, rumors that she's being, uh, she's fooling around on him with some other guys. Duh. And she was. He executes her at the Tower Green. Boom. He's just not. He's not into being cheated on. Allegedly, honestly, his ego is just massive. Yeah. So then the uh, the next um, wife is Catherine Parr. They get married. This is his sixth wife. Um, she was a widow. She um, Henry had her arrested, and she managed to avoid the fate of her predecessors, and she brought some stability to the court. They called her the peacemaker. And she actually died a year after Henry passed. So she's the only one that actually um, lived. You know, lived. Yeah, other than, you know, uh, Anne of Cleves, who actually got that settlement. And stuff like that. So there you go. Wow. Wow. A, sh- a short history of Henry. And this Henry is the, the you know, whenever wives. we talk, yeah, whenever we talk about, you know, the obsession that the the British have and then the whole world has with the royal family. Yeah. This is the original reality shows, you know, of what's going on times a hundred. You know what I mean? You can't yeah. get uh, no reality show, no producers on reality shows can, can script this shit. And this uh, is what, what was I going on. Yeah, what I wouldn't give to be a little fly on the wall when all of that was happening. That yeah. is crazy times. All right. Well, you know who else does crazy times? <laughs> you people. And we're going to hear about that next. Welcome to a trip you'll never forget in Denver, where summer sunshine sparks mountain adventure, where neighborhood strolls lift spirits sky high, and where music takes center stage at Red Rocks. Catch a baseball game at Coors Field. Step into new dimensions at Meow Wolf. And take flavor to the next level under the stars at a Michelin restaurant. Denver, always welcome. Plan your trip at visitdenver.com slash summer. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. You are a horrible person. What's the worst thing you've ever done? Welcome, friends. Uh, Welcome. We just heard about a terrible, tyrannical murderous uh monarch okay (laughs) and i feel like we have a lot of processing to do um with all that the petulance the murder it's no fun for anyone so we're gonna distract and hear from you and this is a little two-part one that i've that i uncovered and uh i'm feeling good about it here we go hey guys 
I felt compelled to write you after this week's firsty worsty story about a car bomb because I also have a teenage story about some misguided mild arson. Um, and I'll just start because the story manifested through a long-held childhood rivalry that I think deserves a backstory. Um, I had a girlfriend in preschool and kindergarten who lived down the street. We played and had sleepovers all the time. Looking back, it's probably just because her parents forced us out of the house constantly, and also it was the 90s, so you know how that goes. We grew apart in elementary school, and she became the mean girl that teased me for being chubby, for the clothes that I wore, and pretty much excluded me from the rest of the neighborhood girl group, which was like five or six girls, and we all grew up in the same grade at the same school. So, you know, formative experiences are hard to resolve. <laughs> Speed forward into high school, we developed completely different friend groups. She was in a popular clique with all the other neighborhood girls, and I just kind of hung out with whoever, including, like, the skater, quote, near do wells of the school, who were amazing. Anyways, one late spring weekend, our senior year, I was hanging out with my friends in the front yard. I was super excited because he went to another school and was cute and definitely liked me. And... um I think I got drunk with power because my other friends, four boys I went to school with, they pulled up in someone's mom's minivan, I'm sure. It's like typical high school. And asked me if they had any ideas of what they could do with the fireworks that they had because they were in a mischievous mood. So I immediately suggested that they put them off in my now nemesis's neighbor's yard because she lived right down the street. So they, they took off down behind the column of houses that I live on on my side of the street, sat down for everyone's backyard, went over and put the fireworks inside the front door and the screen door, and came running up back behind the houses and peeled off inside a minivan like a getaway car, which is pretty funny. Um, so my friend who was still sitting with me in the yard and I were watching and the dad came busting out of the door. I mean, it sounded like really loud, like a gunshot or something. So I'm sure they were horrified, which is the part that I feel bad about because you really scared the shit out of anyone who was in that house. Anyways, could you say Police were called, and an officer came up to talk to us because we were still outside. And it's the first and only time I've ever lied to a police officer saying, I saw nothing, I heard nothing, I have no idea what happened, and you could probably totally tell I was lying. But um, the property damage wasn't severe, and no one was hurt, so I'm sure we had some other important things to do. Um, anyways, no one ever found out who did it. I never said anything. And I kept that secret all through the following summer when we worked together. I worked with my former childhood friends. We both were lifeguards at the community pool that we had spent so much time with or at together, like, as kids. And I never told her that I knew <laughs> where this happened. And um, just a tangent, but 
um, that summer was so smug because her mom had come to me while she was visiting her daughter at the pool one time to comment about how I had lost all of my baby weight, quote. And I hadn't talked to this woman for 10 years, so fuck her. But PSA, don't talk to children about their weight. Like, it's really not necessary. There's so many other things to talk to children about. And it's so damaging. So, um, yeah. Anyways, I guess after telling this story, I don't feel that bad about it after all. <laughs> but um, this is fun to share. I haven't told anyone about this story forever. So thanks, guys. I love the show. Okay, so I think the moral of your story is correct. Don't comment on children's weight because you might get a fucking door full of firecrackers and the mom should know better. But that's like that's very like decades ago. Like, I feel like at least in I don't know, maybe moms are still doing that shit. I really don't know. I really don't know. People are going to be dicks no matter. They'll find something else to be mean about. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, that just always happens. But honestly, the worst part of your story is like they got scared because of the scary noises. And I think they're over it. Yeah, they'll be okay. I think they'll be fine. <laughs> it's also, I think this is the second one in a row that had firecrackers, isn't it? We had we had firecrackers it, last last week. Because it inspired her to share her story. No, but listen, it's like, it's a risk. You can't, you can't blast off fireworks because that could go really no, bad. If you're, if you burn a house bad. down and you murder and someone dies, it's murder, you know, mm-hmm. like, so yeah. bold, you were a child. So it's, it's not your fault. Yeah. And you know what? It's really mean to get made fun of when you're a kid. Like, I kind of understand wanting, like, to hurt people who make you feel like shit when you're that young. Oh, yeah. Especially you feel like you it's the st- end of the world. No, it, it feels so deeply wounding that you can never come back from it. Like, it's a really painful experience. Yeah. yeah. So, everyone, be nice and tell your kids to be nice. Yes, exactly. That's right. All right. Well, Lex, do you have us a little poem to end our episode with? I do. This is untitled. Oh. Okay. Mm. Um, there's one line that I'm not sure about. You guys will know which one. Okay. I have an alternate line, but we'll see. George's head is filled with dread. He's often wishing he was dead. He's bald, sans for a ring of hair, but that is neither here nor there. Get inside this cranium. What you'll find is zero fun. Was that the one? That's the one. George wants to be decapitated because he is so truly hated. Ooh. Oh, I thought you were going to go with the lopper. What's a lopper? Don't you remember the lop from, from Seinfeld? No. He was a serial killer that was cutting off people's heads and they were trying to figure out what the name would be. And then they wanted to call him the lopper. No. Oh. I mean, it's ringing no. a bell, but there's so many head things. You could go into yeah, like Elaine's yeah. big I like, head. Elaine's like big head, head, yes. Yeah, that George wants to be decapitated <laughs> because he's truly hated. I'm proud of that one. That's that is good. good. That is oh, good. Thanks, guys. Okay. Good job. All right. Bye, Bye. everyone. Welcome to a trip you'll never forget in Denver, where summer sunshine sparks mountain adventure. Denver, always welcome. Plan your trip at visitdenver.com slash summer.